Stacy V here, and you're listening to a series of romantic events, where I give you my feedback and rundown of a different romance novel series every two weeks. For our eighth episode, we're headed across the pond for another holiday-themed romance novel series, the White Cliff Bay series by Holly Martin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope your days were indeed merry and bright. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And any other holidays you celebrate in between, not much going over going on over here at the podcast. Like I said, this is our second holiday theme series, and I just I want to say I've I've learned that all holiday books specifically seem to have a more I I don't know how concentrated version of romance uh, to, to the point that it's almost kind of. Okay, I'm not going to say romance novels aren't already in general ridiculous because they kind of are. But it just it seems like for these holiday books, at least for the past two series, everything is just very concentrated. When I say that, I mean, the, the time frames seem a lot shorter, like romance novels in general. I think do have this kind of shorter term or less believable um, um, time frame some of the times, but it just seems like in these holiday themes, seven days or 10 days just seems to be like the norm of like, oh my goodness, I'm falling so fast. It makes no sense. Um, and it's, it's different. So for me, when it's a paranormal series and it's, it's human like creatures, right. Um, but, but, but they have a different physiological makeup than, than normal humans, right? Let's just put it that way. Then in that situation, when you say to me, oh, well, this is how it works for vampires, right? This is how it works for werewolves. All right, you've set a standard of rules in this world and I just go with it because, you know, okay, but werewolves were made for life, right? Well, vampires, as soon as they meet each other, they fall in love. Okay, you've set up the stipulation for that. I'm okay with that. But in these holiday series, it's like, okay, but these are just normal humans, right? You, you, at, at no point have you said that in this world, people fall in love in seven days and it's totally fine. And these aren't normal people. These are holiday people. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Holly Martin, the author, I hadn't really read anything by her before. Like I said, I was specifically looking for a holiday series, obviously, to read over the holiday and give everybody a good, solid recommendation. Um, so it was, it was interesting. It's a series of three books and very similar to the last set of holiday three books. Two of them are actually taking place um, in the wintertime around Christmas. And then the last one is taking place in the summertime. And it, it happened. It happens in England, which is very interesting. And I only realized that I think halfway through the second book that I was supposed to be reading this in a British accent. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then especially in the third book when they're like, oh, there's an American. I'm like, oh, we're not. We're not in America. Cool. Great. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like if I was in England, I, I would have known that a lot sooner, but I didn't. And that's okay. So yeah, so our three books, the first one is Christmas at Lilac College, at College, Cottage. Um, and, and the entire book centers, of course, uh, around a hero and heroine, uh, Penny and Henry. And so Penny is just this woman who has, we'll, we'll call it like, Basically, she has a house and she's able to run out one side of it. And she lives on the other side with her dog. There are a lot of dogs in these books. I don't have a problem with dogs. It was just something to note. I've never seen like a series of books where in each in, in each part of the series, one person or both had a dog. I've never. Anyway, so yeah, so so Penny owns this place and she's looking to run out the other half. And just from from jump, we know that she is desperate, which I don't really like. 
I don't know. I, I feel like there's a difference between desperation and like loneliness. For her, it was like, oh, I hope somebody moves in next door that I can talk to. I really need some friends. And I'm like, oh God, are, are you okay? This close to the holidays? Are you all right? Like I, I wanted to hug her, but not in like a good way. I didn't hate the character. I was just like, she seems like a lot is going on. She was an ice sculptor, which is interesting and, and is a career that I've never come across before in a romance novel, which is saying something because I've read a lot of them. And Henry, who moves in with his daughter, um, happens to be like the same thing, but in wood carving, which was a, a nice tie into each other. Okay. Uh, and th- then he moves in with his daughter and they have some very weird moments. Um, so yeah, so he's a wood carver. She's an ice carver. He shows up. She's trying to be super nice. She thinks he's cute. And he's basically like, yeah, I'm just trying to move in um, with my daughter. But she doesn't realize it's his daughter, right? He just says her name. Daisy's the name of his daughter. He just says she's moving in. Penny thinks that that's his wife. And, um, and and then she finds it super creepy because, of course, Daisy hasn't come in yet. But he's, like, hitting on Penny. And so he's, like, she's, like, oh, wow. Like, he's definitely married. This is awful. This is awful. And then when she finally meets Daisy, she still thinks that's his wife, even though Daisy is, like, 16, maybe 17. And Henry is, like, in his 30s because apparently he had the baby when he was 16. Ugh. That scene was just a lot for me. Um, not saying the book wasn't, the book was not overall bad. It's just, there were some moments in there where I was like, okay, but why would you assume immediately that that was his wife? Okay, fine. It's okay. Like I get it. We had to have a little drama in the book. All right. Uh, there were some other parts. There's, there's a bit of sexual harassment in there, um, from, from Henry, from Henry's point of view, which was interesting. I mean, do, do I think it added something to the book? Maybe. Do I think it was necessary? Mm. Not really. You know, he, he, he gets a new job in the town, obviously, because he just moved there. And the boss, his sister, is very interested in him. Apparently, Henry is, like, super attractive. And she thinks that just because she has some sort of job there that she can kind of, you know, push over on him. And there's, of course, some repercussions for that. And he feels like he can't get through with it. I mean, it was it, it was a part of the plot, yes, but it didn't have, like, a really big overhang. And And like I said earlier, these kind of concentrated moments of, okay, I've known Penny for seven days, but like, I really, really like her is just kind of a lot for me to take in um, to the point that Penny, like somewhere in different places in the novel, just feels like she should be on equal footing with his daughter. And I'm like, but you've you've been here, what, two days? I've known you, what, three days? I've known you, what, five days? Um, At no point in there should she feel like any, should he feel any obligation to put penny on the same level of like care or understanding or belief as, as he does his own daughter that he's had for 16 years it's just um, love is one thing um trust is another and as as is dependability right I, I've, I've had several friends that i've had for seven days versus seven years and i gotta tell you at no point did i think that they were on equal footing now i am i am a huge proponent of the strength of of friendship doesn't have to necessarily coincide with the length of a friendship but in this situation seven days is definitely that's not it that's not the time frame Mm-mm. won't do it for me they they go through some really nice pieces of of her you know ice sculpting and uh d- different things that i i feel like was just very interesting and, and then his daughter was interested in it too and she turns out to have a knack for it a talent for it she also turns out to really like penny's like assistant who happens to also be around her age 
Um, but yeah, so, so the book just kind of naturally flows in that direction, right? She's making ice sculptures. Daisy's helping her out. He's super interested and wants to see where it goes. Daisy's worried because he doesn't really do long-term relationships. And I'm like, well, I don't know why she's worried already. It's only been seven days. Cool. Or five or three, something less, definitely something less, but she's worried. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, they agree not to sleep together. So th- th- there was like this kind of weird thing that happened in multiple novels. I can't remember if it's in one and three or two and three, whatever, where like these couples after knowing each other for about two days or three, they're like, Hey, like, we're just going to go make out in bed. And I am just kind of confused. Right. Because I mean, to quote one of my friends, like they're not building forts in bed. Right. And so when I've, I've known you for two days, this is going to be our second date. I've agreed that I'm not going to sleep with you like on the first date because that would be awful. Not against it. Not for it. I have no no bones but for you to say but so we're we're not going to sleep together sleep together we're just going to literally sleep together and just make out in bed I'm like but these people are like 35 like I is this something they do in England am I confused is it me It, it might be me okay fine people just be making out in beds and then falling asleep together like 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 that's something people do on a date never experienced it if you have let me know I just okay fine okay mm-hmm so she's making these ice sculptures. He's super interested. Um, he, he ends up like attacking the assistant because he thinks he's stealing from Penny. It's 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 whatever. So, so then he knocks over the guy, hurts his wrist a lot. Henry needs to help her out in a more significant capacity. They, of course, you, you get your huge plot in the middle of the book. And anyway, the point is Penny's life is like in danger somewhere. Um, towards the end and then of course everything kind of resolves out and she ends up getting with him okay overall it wasn't a bad story like I said I just I'm not a huge fan of okay we've been together for seven days it's a problem and I'm also not a huge fan of the people that I've known for years and you I've known for seven days should be on equal footing and I don't like that we're not on equal footing like uh, mm, yikes I'm, I'm also not a huge dog person so it, it wasn't it was a bad book it was it was just that it wasn't for me because of those three reasons um and, and that was the first book so the the flow between the first book which was Christmas at Lilac Cottage into Snowflakes on Silver Cove which is the second book was pretty natural um you weren't really kind of sure who exactly we were going to talk about though uh so it, it wasn't one of those things where throughout the book you were kind of like getting hints and guess where we're going next and get super excited these, these people aren't like related to each other they just all happen to be in the same location and there, there was a big huge hint like a like a huge wink wink nod nod to there being this very large um frozen engagement ring like penny had sculpted and they didn't reference it in the first book, right? So clearly it wasn't made for Henry to propose to her. They, they had a cute proposal moment, but that wasn't it. And so I'm like, okay, will it be in the second book? So in our second book, Snowflakes on Silver Cove with Libby and George, this one I liked a little bit better. Um, it, it, was, it was a similar situation of Libby moving into the town and in a similar setup as Penny had with Henry. Uh, George was already living there and then Libby moved into that little flat, like super close by. And um, they, they became like super quick friends. She thought he was gay. He was indeed not. Um, and so here we are six months later. So she's an author and she likes to move for work. And she never stays any place longer than six months. So when the six months is up, she's ready to go. And George just really wants her to stay. He's in love with her. I mean, okay, cool. Taylor's all this time. I'm a huge best friends to lovers fan because I mean, wow. 
signature me. And uh, so I, I was really excited for this. And even though six months is a little bit shorter than I feel like a best friendship should count for, especially since it seems like he was in love for her from day one. So does that really count? But I'm not a dude. Like maybe all dudes are in love. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. They've been best friends for six months. He's been in love with her the entire time. She's ready to leave because it's time for her to, you know, chug on out, move it out, move it along. And they hang out consistently. So right when she's about to leave, he's like, okay, we're going to spend, you know, some time together. We're going to hang out together. And it turns out that he finds the girl who lives in the flat above them to be super attractive, but he doesn't really know how to talk to women. So I loved about this book that this guy was more, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a proponent for people who look quote unquote realistic. I'm, I'm not like, okay, like, wow, he, he has a bit of a dad bod. Love him way more than I like my muscles. I'm fine with both situations. I just liked that it was something that I wasn't expecting, right? So he wasn't as shapely and built and huge as the guy from the first book. And they, they even draw your attention to it, right? So we, we run into Henry like on the sidewalk and George is like, this dude is huge. Like he's built, he's huge. Like his arms, are, I don't look like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank, we appreciate your support. So yes, yeah, so, so George is just kind of like, he's a little bit shorter. He's, he's not the shortest guy, but he's shorter and, and he has less muscles definitely. Um, but, but, but he really loves Libby. So that was really nice. And, and he really likes the girl in the apartment above them. Well, he, he just thinks she's attractive. And Libby is like, okay, like this is my moment. Like before I leave, I can hook George up with this nice girl. And wow, like I'll be so happy for him when I leave because he deserves someone who can make him happy. And George is like, okay, like cool. Like if I'm not going to get you, like, all right, I guess, which I also love, like, okay, like I, I, I don't like it in books when it seems like these guys just don't find other women attractive. And I'm like, okay, but that's not true. Right. Like I, mm, you, mm, you, you think other women are cute. This is, I mean, this is cool to tell your girlfriend, like if, if you really think she believes that, but I don't. Anyway, he finds a girl cute and Libby just basically says, okay, we can go on some fake dates and, you know, I, I can walk you through the process since you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. And I mean, it just mixes all the things I love, right? Best friend of lovers, fake dating, all the things, all the things, um, especially at Christmas, <laughs> all the things. Perfect. So they, they go on a bunch of fake dates. Um, he's enjoying himself because he really wants to date Libby and everyone else in the town because it's a super small town and everybody gossips about everybody else, which most of the guys are not happy about. And most of the girls aren't happy about either, right? You find out just your date. If people in the town find out you're dating somebody, I can't remember which book it was, but like they found out, oh, it was Penny is the first one. They found out she was going on a date and she goes into like town to buy like a toothbrush or something. And she just keeps getting stopped along the way by like different shop owners who pull her in for like, you know, oh, you need some new clothes, right? Oh, you're definitely gonna need some con. Like just what is going on? So wait, so by the time we get to the second book and and these two are kind of like messing around, Libby and George, you kind of already have a feel for what the townspeople are like. So when they show up and say, oh, like, so you guys are finally getting together and Libby's like, I don't know what this is. I have no idea what's going on. Please stop, please stop. And like, just no one's stopping because the whole town is just like a buzz. Like they just always need something to gossip about. Hilarious. She doesn't really realize what's happening, right? Like she's like, oh, wow. Like I'm, I'm so happy that he's so comfortable in himself. Like, this is perfect. This is great. There's a, there's a really good plot twist of like George who really likes to go upstairs and then another girl shows up and like, it's just so funny because Libby just for a lot of this, she just has no idea that she's also like, obviously likes George cause romance novel the, the people who get together but she she doesn't realize that she's in love with him uh, until 
obviously some stuff happens. I'm not going to spoil everything for you. But, um, and, and, and he's like going on, on these dates with these other women. And she's like, wait, like maybe it's because I should be on a date with him. Da-da. Uh, kind of disappointing though, that, 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 that very large frozen ring that we were talking about earlier didn't like, didn't fall into the story. Kind of upset by that. Kind of wanted it to. Fine. Okay. So this book was really good. I, I liked it. Second book in the series, Snowflakes on Silver Cove. Same thing for the transition from book two to book three, which was our summer at Rhode Island, uh, Rose Island. The, there was no kind of like expectation of, okay, well, who's left, right? Who's last? And it's not like we don't know the people in the town. So we're very aware of the characters as they come to be, right? We know who they are. We Sometimes we know their jobs, but we just don't know um, how significant they're going to be in the story, right? So from from Snowflakes on Silver Cove and Christmas at Lala College, Cottage, um, those two happen kind of similarly around the same time. Like you can tell because as, as, as the events progress in the second book, you get heavy references to the things that happened in the first, right? So in the second book, they go to an ice show um, when all the ice is starting to melt. And in the first book, you see when they had the actual ice show earlier in the day. So those events kind of like coincide at the same time. This third book, um, Summit Rose Island does not, I mean, obviously summertime. Um, so this is like a little bit later on in the year, uh, but it's, it's not too far away. So Darcy and Darcy is our heroine's name. And then the guy who runs the lighthouse, Riley Edison, those are our, you know, our, our main characters of the third book. So this book was different. Um, and in the way that, yes, they always reference the lighthouse in the first two books, but it wasn't to a point that you thought like, oh, like, I wonder if somebody lives out there. Like I just thought, you know, typical old guy living in a, living in a lighthouse. And then Darcy shows up. Um, she has some really weird issues with her parents. Um, but she loves her brother though. And she's a marine biologist. Okay. So she shows up and um she likes to swim obviously i mean it's not obvious but anyway she happens to like like to swim and her parents used to bring her there during the summers and she just really wanted to be away from her parents she just lost her job she came out there she goes for a swim and she gets like super close to rocks i just look man i also love to swim i hate live water you don't know what's down there and i guess as a marine biologist she does know what's down there but i just if anything i feel like that would make me swim less all right, fine. She gets close to some rocks, really close to the lighthouse. He comes outside. He's yelling at her. He's screaming at her. She can't hear him. The wind's blowing. She doesn't know. Um, but for some reason, she just makes all these like overt comments like, wow, you're so cute. I can't hear what you're saying, but we should definitely sleep together later. And I'm like, but I mean, just because he can't, just because you can't hear him doesn't mean he can't hear you, but also just in general why okay fine so here she is swimming around he's making noise she turns around and goes away he thinks she's super attractive and she looks like a mermaid because she has red hair which i mean okay disney a little bit that's fine she goes back so by far the weirdest thing about this book is that she shows up in the town and has taken a job like she's moving there hella high water that's fine but she's taking a job and she doesn't even know what the job entails and I just want to know, because she, she's been through an interview process. This isn't one of those situations where like, oh, like I have a job because my parents know the people and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. No, no. Mm-mm. She's had interviews. She's talked about it. She's going to be some sort of town liaison, but has no idea what she's doing. I just, okay. Like, I mean, fine. But 
you start in a week, right? She shows up and she's like, oh, I have a job in a week. And as, as a liaison, I'm sure I'm gonna have to work with the townspeople. So I'm, I'm gonna get to know them better. We're all gonna talk. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna get to know each other. And I'm like, I just, you don't know what you're gonna do in, in a week that they haven't sent you anything. I've been just, I've, I've been hard to be fine. So she gets to know the townspeople and they really like her and she really likes them. And she really likes the lighthouse keeper. And even though he's super attractive, he doesn't talk to other women, but he's interested in talking to her. And she keeps going back over there. And he's like, okay, no, but like there are rocks out here. Like be careful. And I'm like, she's a Marine, but you don't know how they're rock. All right, cool. She bangs her leg. She bangs her head. And I just, it's one of those things where like, when you say bangs your head on a really big rock, I imagine there it there to be blood. I imagine it to be bruised. Um, nicking yourself is one is different, but banging your head like I just you could have been unconscious several times. Fine. She goes over there. She really likes him. She has a dog. He has a dog because dogs. And the, the overall plot point is that there is the, the lighthouse he's living in. His parents have owned for forever. And they're going to build a newer one, a nicer one, a, a little bit down the dock. And then he's going to have to evict the lighthouse, right? And he's like, well, it's been in his family. And I'm like, right. But that's that's like saying that, you know, that there's a church and all the pastors have been related to each other. Unless the pastors own the church, like if the city decides to knock down the church, you know where that land goes. Not to you because you didn't own the land or the church, but fine. So he's not really convinced that he's going to be able to save the lighthouse. The people in the town are now convinced because Darcy has been going basically door to door, hammering it and saying, Hey, we need to save this lighthouse. Hey, we need to save it. Hey, we need to save it. She still doesn't know what she does for a living. It was just, it's one of those things that was very obvious to me about chapter one, what, what she was going to be doing for a living. Uh, the city's knocking it down. It's the council. This is who she's going to be working for. But she has like, wow, I, I really hope I'll be able to do something and save it. And you're like, I just, we already know, you know, at, at this point, me telling you is not even a spoiler. Like as soon as you start reading the chapter, you're like, oh, okay. So she doesn't know what she's going to do, but we all know, we know, we know. She's putting up support for it. She's telling him how she's a, a bit of a um, screw up. Like every time she has a job, she always messes up. And then we find out at an event later that what's actually happening is she likes to cover for people. Her parents really aren't supportive. They seem just a little bit awful. They they are really supportive of like her siblings who happen to be all doctors, but they weren't really supportive of her being a marine biologist. I, I, I don't, it, it was one of those things that they kind of bobbed and weaved with why it is that they're not supportive, right? Um, is it because that they really don't think that she's a success? Is it because they don't think she, they think she threw her life away by being a marine biologist and not a doctor? Is it because she's awful at everything she tried? Pick, pick a struggle is, is, is my feedback on that one. Riley kind of blew hot and cold. He randomly got sick from something and I was just like, okay, but there was a lot of the audience doesn't know this, which doesn't really make sense because it wasn't told from one perspective or another, right? If Riley had been sick, it would have been obvious to us when we switch point of view, right? Um, but oh, okay, so fine. So in order to add a little bit of conflict and make her feel a little bit insecure, we had to make him sick so he couldn't contact her 
fine. She, she of course, has all these insecurities because in all those relationships she's been in before him, uh, the guys tend to walk away and they, they say she's not really connecting well. And she's like, oh, you know, I've never really connected before you. Once again, seven days. I mean, you know what? Them referencing The Little Mermaid was highly appropriate because Ariel was also someone who had known a guy, not at all, um, for a brief amount of time and gave up her life to be with him. So, you know what? I approve. I approve. Stamp of approval. This is exactly like that. Um, I feel just as okay with that as I do with this. Except, you know what, I, I will take that back because I feel less okay with The Little Mermaid as she was a teenager and this woman is probably in her 30s, you know, falling head over heels for a guy in about seven days and basically is willing to marry him. And I just said, it's just not enough for me. Maybe it is for you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to drill back in on that. But yeah, so she has this red hair. She has like a scales tattoo somewhere. He finds that super intriguing because, you know, lighthouses and humans. There's also this kind of subplot about her, her, her great aunt who used to live there and how much she really liked her. And, um, and, 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 ugh, and, and, and how, when she showed up, of course, it was because her aunt Jenny died and she, one came to, you know, came back to the town because, because of how much her aunt Jenny liked the town and how much she thought she would enjoy herself there. And then when she gets there, she sees like this painting cause her aunt Jenny was a painter. Um, and, and she's trying to find as much information about it as possible. I won't say the plot was useless. I will say that I don't see how that kind of tied into her romance story, right? Um, at, at no point did it kind of feel like, oh, like, wow, like her aunt would have loved this, right? And I, I, I think a tie-in like that would have meant more to the story. Um, I, I didn't hate it, right? Like, like I said, the second book was by far my favorite because of the best friends to love her and because it, um, it, it had like a more natural progression of, I've, I've known you for six months. I really liked you for all that time versus I just met you, but, and this is crazy, um, <laughs> which, which is kind of like the theme of the other two books. So the third one wasn't as amazing as the first two, because of course, wintertime versus summertime. Um, and also because of like the seven day thing, but the, the idea of marine biology was not something that I've, I've run into either. Um, and, and versus like housekeeper, right? It was, it was a very interesting mix of, we like the water, we like the sea, we like the animals in it. Um, and, and because of that, we have like a really good connection. So that was good. You get some solid moments of like this glass wall and fish swimming beyond it. Some very interesting shark facts. I, I, I like how she just kind of like threw in random facts. And then the same thing with like the ice carving in book one, right? You, you learn something about how people carve ice and you learn something about um, different types of sharks and um, how they nest. It was it was it was actually very informative, um, which which I did like in, in all three books um, uh, about learning different pieces of history that she may not have learned and also different careers. So that was good. I mean, not looking for a career in marine biology or in ice carving, but very interesting. Might be something I want to try. Overall, the series, I would say read it. I'm not necessarily going to keep it on my shelf because like I said, I like book two and I'm not really a fan of keeping like a book in the center of a series unless it's like true blue amazing. Like the book was good, but not good enough for me to keep it you know, outside of its friends. So I probably won't keep it, but you should definitely read it. It's it's a solid read for like a, a, a very quick like holiday read. And I have some time on my hands because they're not, they're not about 400 pages. They're a little bit over three um, each. And the, the books are quick enough, right? Over the course of seven days that, that, that you're not feeling like you, you have to remember like too much. They're, they're pretty simple novels. So yeah, pick them up really good. And 
that's the end of the podcast for today. But since everyone is talking about the Bridgerton series and we have, you know, the Netflix of the Shonda Rhimes going on, I figured I'd read that next. So join me back here in two weeks when we review the first half of the Bridgerton series by Julia Quinn.